toast. Toast. Cheers. My contact. Yeah. Yes, sir. Like you said, man, the beauty is in the journey. It really is, and I mean, it's so many things that I've heard and like I've even said and like I've told other people and convinced them of it that I truly didn't understand myself, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I, I think that I that I understand it. Yeah. And this is just another one of those instances, you know what I mean? Where I'm like, hey, okay, you know, it's the long term that you're that you're focused on. Mm-hmm. But I get so excited about something in the moment yeah. and I put all my value on something that's like that I can realize immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's the way we program. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's instant gratification. Instant the microwave society. Yeah, microwave you know, culture. microwave generation. Yeah. yeah. Microwave culture. And <laughs> yeah. it's like I want to try to get away from that, but I haven't found anything to to get me to that point. 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 You are now listening to the Take Chances podcast, the number one business podcast for young people looking to learn about tech, culture, and people. Today we interview Ronald Sanders II. He's a real estate developer out of Atlanta, who's also a serial entrepreneur. Take chances. Now I have, and it's it's um, real estate development. Yeah, and you know it's 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 like. I, I think what you're working on is just so monumental, bro. Every time I talk to you, I just tell you, I'm like, hey, bro, like I'm here to support you. Yeah, like, you do. Even, I appreciate even it. if even if you just need me to listen to you and, and yeah, like just be a vessel for you, mm-hmm. like to sound a soundboard and a sounding board for you. Like I'm just here to listen and just because I know that this is like monumental. You know what I'm saying? Like I know I what you it. what you're working on is going to change the world. Yeah, like, it, I believe that hundred percent. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think of it. Think of it that way, right? Yeah, you know but I, that's the lens that I think. Yeah, of. you know, yeah. and it's good to have to have that perspective because yeah. it's motivating. It's like because you can get so one minded. Like I said, it's like if it's not just about the deal, then it's about me. Ronald, you know bro, I, mean? I, I just think that you're a huge example. Like oh, wow. you're a huge example. Like just knowing you, like your story, how you've been able to just work in so many different businesses i've always found like um like people who've worked a lot of different jobs or people who run a lot of different businesses mm-hmm. so valuable to society right because yeah. their experience is a lot different from people who like have a linear path right yeah. like you know it, it's like you have been so flexible right mm-hmm. and you've you've your skill set is so transferable right like you could transfer your what you were doing you know, that might not have been like the most up and up type of business to, yeah, to something that's like, you know, multi-million dollar mm-hmm. corporate real estate development. Right. Yeah. You know, and you, you be, you're able to leverage those experiences to 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 maximize an opportunity. Right. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I think that is just so mm-hmm. key. Like, you know, and I'll just tell a personal story. Like, you know, my like I like I said last night on Talking Tech. Like, you know, my granddad was a multimillionaire. I didn't mm-hmm. know about it until I was 29 years old. I learned about this two months ago. How crazy is that? Right? It's crazy, right? <laughs> like, bro, like, why, yeah. am, why, why aren't I a multimillionaire? You should have yeah. passed that wealth and that knowledge down. Absolutely. Like, that that should have been, been your whole life. Right. Like, I should have just been groomed to just step yeah, into, exactly. you know, the oil and gas business and, exactly. and just maximize I was just talking it. about that today. Yeah. It's, but like, for some reason, there's a disconnect. But there's a disconnect. And yeah. I think that's the, the past generation of, of men who just... You know, locked down and like you know, it's very hard for them to like, you know, express what they're going through and express mm-hmm. like you know all the knowledge that they have too, right? Yeah. Like they're not necessarily the most like sharing generation, right? At like, all. But you know, this generation is like, hey, yeah, hey, I'm an bro. open book. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, hey, bro, like, I put my whole life on the ground. Yeah, like, you real. know, and um, you know, 
I, I just think that what you're doing is is important because like you're an example for a lot of young not even black men just men in general bro like man you'll be surprised how many people i've met just working in tech um that have a similar story to you in terms of like um you know just really just working for everything that they got right mm -hmm. like literally getting it out the mud right yeah. like and I, I feel like for you to come from you know just what you come from and not not saying that you grew up in the hood i know you didn't grow yeah, up in yeah yeah for sure like, absolutely you, you grew up like in a blessed situation you absolutely know? with love you know yeah raised, with love. raised on love not mm -hmm. survival yeah absolutely. um but there's a big difference yeah it's a huge yeah. difference but but also like you know just just the the work ethic that you've put into your businesses mm -hmm. is just a model to me like every time i talk yeah. to you i feel like inspired because, i appreciate it man you know i just think that you like you're an example for the world bro like in the eye maybe it's my purpose to like help tell your story because i know that's not something that you like to do you like yeah, very like, not, hey, no. like you yeah. know, if just, i can have it my way then nobody would know you yeah know I mean? yeah just yeah like, yeah i mean because really to me when there's always it's i'm always looking i don't want to sound ungrateful but this isn't where i'm trying to go mm -hmm. you know so, so, so to some people it's like damn you know what i mean i saw this um this infographic when this infographic one time it was like um the guy who has no car is walking down the street and a guy on the bicycle rides by him. And it, no, 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 no. It's like a guy who's driving a Ferrari. No, how'd it go? Okay, so a guy who was who's walking down the street, a guy rides by on the bike. He's like, man, I wish I had a bike. Yeah. And the guy's riding the bike, a car passes. He's like, man, I wish I had a car. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The guy driving the car is looking at the guy walking on the street. It's like, man, I wish I could work out more, right? And there's a guy in the window looking at the guy walking on the street with no legs like dang i wish i could walk yeah you know what i mean so it's like every you're always going to be wishing the grass is always green on the other side right yeah, but like for sure you can that's another thing like i can hear that and say the grass is green on the other side but i won't apply it you know what i'm saying in my life which means just like be thankful for who you are and what and you where have where you are yeah and where you are you yeah. know what i mean like that's it like that's the blessing you know yeah. what i mean like inhale exhale like that's yeah. it you know what I'm saying? Yeah. you got it right now yeah. you know but it's like we always want one, we more, overlook more. we overlook just you know the the fact of life that we are still breathing mm -hmm. like we are still breathing my uh my svp um i was having a conversation with, a little one-on-one -on -one with him yesterday and okay. he was like you know this is this video chat or on the phone this is video chat on oh, zoom shit. so so you <laughs> know looking at each other yeah yeah we're looking at each other he's like man i'm just having a tough day man like the quarter okay. is not going how i expected how it old to. is he i'm just curious um i would say he's in his 50s okay okay, um, okay. maybe Maybe mid fifties, I would say. Okay, all right. Uh, and I don't know, so like right. I, I really don't know. But I would say he's in mid fifties, and he he just said, you know, um, he just said uh, the quarter's not going the way I wanted to, and like, and, you know, just frustrated. He's like, tell me something good. Yeah. And I just said, hey man, we still alive. Yeah. Like point blank. That's period. the best thing I could tell you right now, because I, I know how frustrating it is. You know, like when you're working on something and it's not going the way that you want it to. Like today, man, I was I was. Man, I've been, I was prospecting on this prospect, or cold calling this prospect. Okay. Um, one of the largest companies in the world, right? Okay. And, uh, you know, it's easy to get one track minded in sales. It's like, right. hey, bro, like, take my call, like, so, <laughs> so I can close this deal, right? <laughs> and he, and I, he answered the phone and he said, he said, hey, man, we actually just made a decision with a competitor of yours. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we don't necessarily have an opportunity right now in the near future. It's a year, year long contract. Okay. I said, well, okay. You know, I hear that often. I'm uh, mm. like, well, can you introduce me to someone else within the company 
that might be an opportunity for me to you know speak with. Okay. And he was like, yeah, I, I, I could do that. So you're asking for somebody to override them or a, a different department? A different s- department just to start. But isn't the same service though? Not necessarily. So their contract okay. was for eight people, right? Oh, okay. So okay. their contract is for eight people within their organization mm-hmm. or within their division, but there could be other opportunity within them. Another okay. part of the enterprise. That makes sense. So, um, so essentially, what I was trying to say is like, you know, it's very easy to get down because you get that first no or you get a no in general, right? It don't have to be the first no. It's just like you work on something and then you get on, get a no out of the nowhere. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's it's hard to be like you could be like you know, f word because I I just been working on this so hard mm-hmm. and. Uh, we just overlook the fact that we're still alive, man. That's yeah. so important in business. Like, it's very important. Just, just to just zoom out and just say, hey, we're like, yeah. the journey. Like, I think that that's where it separates the people who are successful in business for the ones who aren't. Right? I was talking to um earlier about her cousin, who just can't seem to to get it together. He has a son. He filed for uh, sole custody of him, and now he's in Atlanta. Moved from New York. Was working for Delta. Took the package. You know, he's kind of like. He, he got hurt on the job, but it wasn't a real injury. So I was yeah. like, damn, I broke my fingernail, but I want to try to milk the company because yeah. it's a good company. Yeah. And it ended up backfiring on him, you know, because like COVID came and now he's one of the first people up on the chopping block. Damn. Right. So he took the severance package mm-hmm. and he gets some benefits for it, but he ended up linking up with um, one of his friends mm-hmm. who used to date her stepbrother. And so they hit it off amazing. I was with them the first night. They're like, we playing spades, they're cracking jokes. Perfect personalities for one another. Yeah. But one thing is that she's driven and he's not. She's a little moocher a little bit, but she's driven and he's not, you yeah. know, so we called him the other day and he's like, yo, we tell him like, go do some Lyft, you know what I'm saying? Do some Uber. He's like, no COVID. Like, yeah. okay, go do Postmates or, um, or Uber yeah. Eats. He's like, ah, no, 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 I can't do that either. You know, I don't want to, I'm scared because he got some car accidents too. Yeah. So he's like, I don't want to hurt myself in the car. Everything you say is an it's excuse. An ex- it's an excuse behind yeah. it, right? So yeah. I said, well, what are you doing right now? He says, oh, I'm making his girlfriend a sandwich because... She's at work. You know, she's working from home for Apple. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So he's like, I'm, I'm making her a sandwich because she at work. And it just infuriated. He's like, you bum ass motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you ain't got no job, no money. You know what I'm saying? But whole time, the girl talking to him, she's like, yo, I'm finna leave your Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he ain't doing shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's just making excuse after excuse. So, man, we were talking, talking about today. And I said, man, hey, everybody is not cut out to be entrepreneurs. Everybody yeah. is not, not built to take no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. No, 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 maybe then a thousand more no's, yeah. then another maybe, you know what I'm saying? And, and like, then get one to, yes at the, like... Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know yes is coming, but you don't know when, you know yeah, what I mean? and like, you don't know from where. And you don't know from where, you know yeah. what I mean? So you could go years with, without it happening, yeah. you know? And it's like, I, like some people are just better workers, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they need somebody, they're worker bees. Yeah. And they say, hey, do this, do this, do this, and they can accomplish it, they thrive in that type of environment. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to kind of have the self-awareness yeah. to be able to say, okay, like, this is who I am, this is who, this is who I'm not. But yeah. the thing is, is that everybody could be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's just that some people won't sacrifice what it takes. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that, Ronald? I think about that a lot, bro. Like, I think about that a lot because I work in sales. So I have a lot of the entrepreneurial tendencies in terms of, like, you know, my workflow is like an entrepreneur. Like, Absolutely, yeah. You know, if I don't grind, I don't eat. Yeah, sales is like a like um, your own business. <laughs> yeah, it's like your yeah. own, it's literally mm-hmm. like your own business. As as yeah, one of my guys says, it's a franchise. You know, yeah, run exactly. your franchise. That's a perfect description. Oh, uh, <laughs> like you know, so so I flirt with the idea of like, oh damn, I could just go do this for myself. You know, and I and I, I 
I've tried it. You know, I actually had a consulting company last year. I, t- I might have told you about. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it was it was okay, but you know, you had one client, and if you as an entrepreneur, you know, if that one client doesn't go right, then mm-hmm. you know, it's just you know, you starting off at square zero where yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. no checks coming in. You yeah, know, it's very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also one of the things that I didn't do well was I didn't have like a true product outside of myself. Like I didn't have like uh, like any value outside of my expertise like on my person so i didn't have mm-hmm. no digital products i didn't have no no um no ebooks or no type of client attraction strategy okay like it was just all like hey i'm the sole source of this business mm-hmm. and that was just really challenging um so yeah what would you say is like uh like when when you think about like your entrepreneurship journey and just your your you know endeavors like when you think about deals and things like that like mm-hmm. The value is in in the in the real estate, or the value is in you know, the 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 place that you're owning to to rent out on Airbnb or something like that. Mm-hmm. What would you say is like for those who are looking to be entrepreneurs, like how would you help them define value? Yeah, I would think I would. Still, so when I think about it, right, I think it's a don't focus completely on the business, mm-hmm. right? So I ran a construction company pre. 2008 like when the crash happened mm-hmm. and like I actually ended up going bankrupt mm-hmm. before like any anything happened and then I started another construction company I'm like yo I got the blueprint I'm about to do it you know what I mean I'm in college I got all the resources I need and then the housing crisis happened yeah. you know what I mean I went under like everybody else yeah. right but one thing that I can look back and see at those times is that all my eggs were in one basket yeah. right Warren Buffett says that you know you make a list of 25 things and then you go through the 25 things that you want to do in your life and then you number them like one through five, like as most important. And then it's like number six through 25, throw it away. You're never going to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you can yeah. only do five things, you know what I mean, in your life. And I think that's a good strategy, right? Yeah. But some people think of it as I have to do one thing. Yeah. You know, so like I have to be great at this one thing. Yeah. And you kind of put all your eggs in one basket. Now that can work. When you're talking about entrepreneurship, it's mm-hmm. like, if I don't make this sale or I don't get this consulting gig, then I don't eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like what's my backup plan? Months. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. what gives me my freedom to pursue becoming a real estate developer is all the other revenue streams that I've set up. Yeah. Right? You know, the dogs, the yeah. Airbnb, you yeah. know, electronics. Yeah. Where I can kind of fall back onto those things. Well, I wouldn't even, and even fall crypto, back. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I'm and I'm trading daily. You know yeah. what I mean? I set a section of my day aside say hey I'm going to set these options up I'm going to make sure that whatever executed yesterday okay I replace those with something new whether yeah. I lost or gained but I have the opportunity to make something again today yeah. so and I think different revenue streams is allowed sure. you freedom it, and I, I don't really see another way outside of it unless yeah. you're being bankrolled you know or like you or you have deep pockets yeah. or you're willing to like be homeless on the street yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this one homeless guy that's been around since I came to Atlanta, well, because I was in Austell. Mm-hmm. And then I came to Atlanta when I went to college. I remember freshman year, I seen this dude walking down the street, homeless guy, tall, you know what I'm saying? Like, good looking brother, just walking, fit, yeah. you know, but he homeless, rags, dirty as hell. I always think, like, is he going to get in the Beamer? Yeah. But every time I seen him, I even bumped into him twice to try to see if he would ask me for money. He never asked for money. But you may have seen him, he's always walking around with a bag full of books. And he's reading one, mm. walking down the street. I, I saw him last month, the same thing. Let's see, I was in college like 2006, 2007, yeah, 2008. Yeah. He's still walking through the streets of Atlanta, straight down Peace Street, just reading books. I think like, yo, the knowledge that this brother have is 
ridiculous, yeah. right? So if you want to be that type of person where it's like, okay, yo, I'll be homeless for this shit for yeah. 15 years, yeah. right? And then I'm going to be so talented and have developed my skills so well that when I get the opportunity to exercise that talent that I'm going to crush it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like most people want to have a roof over their head, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they don't want to sleep yeah. under the yeah. bridge. So True. it's like, how are you going to do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So now I realize now it's like, I got three litters that's coming. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, yo, okay, I can make... X amount of money off of this, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like this would be enough to take me through at least half a year, and I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know what I mean? I have to worry about anything at all. But if I didn't have that, you know what I'm saying? Like Bitcoin's on the run right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it bust thirteen k, and I'm like, oh shit. You know, so I check my portfolio. I'm like, God, you know, I sold some. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, I I'm good for now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now I can focus on what I really want to do. Yeah. I'm I'm like looking around because I'm like, bro, like. Your the way that you think about business is just so so fascinating to me, right? Like mm-hmm. you're you're hedging, but not hedging. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like these are these are things that you are actively invested in. Yeah. But yeah. but they're actually like a a a wall to help you like you know be able to navigate to somewhere else, right? Like For sure, they're like absolutely. A, they're like stepping stones. Yeah, stepping stones. Yeah, like, exactly. that's a perfect way to phrase it. Like, yeah. and I, I love that, bro, because mm-hmm. you know it's very easy to be one track minded, like. You know, it especially to as an entrepreneur, all the time. Yeah. yeah, man. Especially as an entrepreneur, it's like, hey, you gotta, man. you gotta push through it. You yeah. know, where and I look at other people, and they're like, okay, hey, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that, yeah. and I can see the difference between what they're what they're trying to do and what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, um, let me ask you this: how do how do you know when to start a new business or when to like, you know, stick with what you got? Well, it all depends on. Go ahead. How? What made you decide to get into real estate development, even though you have you know other ventures that are successful right now? Well, to be frank, I always wanted to be a real estate developer, like, from a long time ago. That's you know? your one through six or one through five goals that you want to Oh, my God. Before I even knew anything, my cousin, he was uh, he was top 30 under 30 realtors. And he was, like, on the cover of Realtor Magazine. Like, mm. I was young. Yeah. And, like, he brought, he blew it up, like, almost as tall as me. Mm. And he came, he took us to go see Lion King when he came out in the movie theaters, took a Dover Mall, Pensacola. He brought us all new shoes, like, all my cousins. I just pick whatever you want, you know what I mean? He was like, yo, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, I want to be rich like you. And he, and, and he, and he said, you can lose, um, you can lose the status of being rich, you know, but you can never lose wealth, which is, I mean, not completely true, you know what I'm saying? What he was saying was like, don't set your goal to like, you know what I'm saying, just being affluent, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, like I make a million dollars a year, you know what I mean? But, you know, set it to where, my great 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 grandson will make a million dollars a year not having to do anything you know i don't i don't think he ever met that goal he had some flaws and stuff like that but ever since then i was like my mom i've been through very dark times like i was very money hungry because money was a singular focus that i wanted to achieve you know and like i had like this one deal when i went bankrupt the second time in college there was like two guys who were involved with me Right, and one of them put in twenty five k, and another one put in twelve um, k, right? And they were supposed to make like I was doubling money, like it was nothing, like flipping houses and yeah. all that kind of stuff like that. But when it came down to it, I was only able to give them their money back, yeah. right? And so they they felt some serious type of way. Well, this is before the housing crisis, yeah. Now. Like so, so, before like people realized that the housing crisis was in effect, like the market had realized it like yeah you was actually everybody in the industry was like yeah. bankrupt and then like four months later it's like okay now it's on the news yeah right so i'm telling them like yo i, I lost all the money you know what yeah. i mean it's like 
I lost it all, but they thought I ran off with it. Yeah. And so one dude came to my mom's house because he looked, me and my dad got the same name. He looked her address up and he talked to my mom. My mom told him, he was like, man, don't trust him, right? Because he's money hungry and he's just like Bernie Madoff. Mm. You know what I mean? And like, that was my mom, you know, and like, I was like heartbroken because he came back and told me, he's like, man, your mom don't even trust you. You know what I'm saying? She said, you like Bernie Madoff. You know yeah. All you care about is dollars. And I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's true, but I really lost the money. You know, it wasn't until later, you know, a few months down the line that both of them came back and apologized, but it was those few months from when I found out what my mom said to when they came back to rectify a situation yeah. where I truly had, like, an introspective moment to look at myself and say, hey, man, if you're always chasing the dollars, then you'll never be free. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was a lesson that I took away from that. And I think that a lot of people are always looking for, for profit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I understand now in every business that I've started, it's not, it sounds so stupid, but it's not about the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the money will come. It's all the other stuff that matters. Yeah. So you said something that's interesting to me. You said, if you're chasing the money, you'll never be free. Mm-hmm. How do you define freedom? So money to me provides choices, right? And I look at freedom as being able to choose, like, I just want to have my choice, you know, at any given moment. And not just for me, but for anyone that's connected to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we choose whatever we want to do. Because there are people who live like that. Like, yeah. this is, they're doing what they choose to do, not what they have to do. Now, I think it's a very, it's a sweet spot where what you choose to do is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I think it's aggregate. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't stay like that forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, eventually, like, what you have to do, you delegate to somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you can just choose to to do whatever you want you yeah. know what I mean that's interesting that's interesting let well, me let me just double click into that a little bit so you said you know the money provides you the, the choice right? yeah choices that's what money and, that's what money is and the freedom comes from the choices yes the ability correct. to choose the ability yeah, to choose sure. well so of course you have the freedom to choose anytime, no matter what yeah, no matter what yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying like I can go I can do whatever I want to do yeah. at any given time. Right. Know, but, like, within the constraints of society. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to choose to, like, live here, mm-hmm. you know, have this amount of comfort, you know, have this amount of security, yeah. you know, be this prepared, you know. And the only way to do those things is either to barter, mm-hmm. right? But bartering is just another form of money. Yeah. It's, it's all currency of, of some yeah. form. Everything you know costs. I mean? Yeah, it all costs. You Everything know what I mean? Costs. Whether it's, like, greenbacks or your body. <laughs> yeah. yeah right, so you got to right. give it up give it up yeah 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 straight up but i would say that that's where i see a lot of people going wrong including myself is the singular focus you know what i mean it's like it doesn't make sense to start a business but not have other things going on that can support you yeah you know I mean? it's very important to have a base otherwise you can't wholeheartedly go at it because yeah. if you fail then you fail <laughs> like in life yeah you you know you you, you, you kind of like you this conversation is therapeutic for me because i'm like damn like i know i want to make money but you also talk about the journey, right? Like the journey is like the true value of the business, right? Like yes. it's like what you went through mm-hmm. to get to this point, right? Sure. That's the value. And I think about like, you know, a lot of my goals are based on around like, you know, how how much I can make. But also I also a lot I think about impact a lot, right? Like that's just innate in me and like, yo, like, yeah. if I can make an impact on my community, I I'll be remembered forever. Yeah, you know, yeah. if I can, if I can do this like for my son today, then He'll remember me forever if I sure. die tomorrow or if I'm, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. 
And uh, no, I think that's not to cut you off. I think that's the way to think, though. Yeah. Because right? if you don't think that way, then you don't you don't do it. Yeah, you never accomplish anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like if you don't outside of this, just the money. Right? If you, yeah, correct. If you don't set something up for your son, yeah, because you want him to feel a certain type of way at a certain point, yeah, like then it's just gonna be kind of winging it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like even though your name is Chance, how much of your son's life do you want to live leave up to Chance? Yeah. You know, like, you kind of want to set a foundation up for him yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just want him to think about me in a certain way. I'm like, I want him to say, I like... I think, man, that's so important. Yeah, I just want him to be like, yo, hey, my dad was dope. Like, if I don't ever hear his voice again, I know my dad was dope. And I know my dad, like, he did everything that he could do yeah. in his power to set me up for success. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, and in that... In that journey, he was also setting himself up for success. Correct, like, yeah. He was also taking chances like he preaches, right? Yes. Like, he was putting himself out there to, to, to be a blessing and be a vessel of God's grace and God's glory, right? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, man, that's, 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 that's my goal in business is like, yo, like, Lord, I, I, I ask, I want the money. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not shying sure. away from that. I throw my hands up and I mm-hmm. pray for it, right? Yeah, 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 please. But at the same time, Lord God, please bring the impact. Absolutely. Like, you know, if I don't get the money, like, at least mm-hmm. give me the impact. Yeah, like, and I think that there are people who have impact with no money, and there are people who have yeah. money and, and you know, and don't no make an impact. impact. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's a very rare thing to have both. Yeah. And I, I think it's a choice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you have the choice to be impactful. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm striving for both. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's better if you kind of become ambidextrous at getting there. Yeah, you know yeah, for mean? sure, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I ran Unforgettable Souls. This is my... Technically, my sixth year of doing Unforgettable Souls, but it's really my fifth year of doing Unforgettable Souls. And I, like, you know, that that served as a nonprofit. And yeah. Literally, I probably, I haven't made, really, I haven't made any money from it. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. literally, every dollar that I get, uh-huh. 100% back into the business. Okay, like, yeah. You know? As it should be. And, uh, you know, that's been my foundation, right? Like, and it's, it's um, you know, people have seen me be responsible with thousands of dollars mm-hmm. in relation to Unforgettable Souls. So now when I get stepped into business and I'm like, hey, like, you know, I'm working on enterprise software deals and this is what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you could trust my track record because I've done this with this, like, this small amount of money. So I'm able mm-hmm. to do this with this amount of money. Like, my, yeah. my, I'm worthy. I'm trustworthy. Um, and I'm trying now to, to, to steer that over into my entrepreneurship ventures as well. Like, you know, be I trustworthy think, with the... I mean, that's integral you know yeah. what I mean I mean it's really good in sales right because yeah. you build a trust and then mm-hmm. okay that person is going to come to you mm-hmm. or and, and you get a long lasting relationship or you just get to make that single deal if it's just a one off yeah like well one thing that I think is really important like you said is the journey yeah right but it's kind of everything that happens outside of what you're trying to do mm-hmm. right for instance it's like working out in the gym it's like I'm doing squats you know what I mean? It's like, damn, my legs are weak. You know, I got these chicken yeah. legs. I'm trying to build them up. Yeah. I'm trying to build them up. So I'm squatting, I'm squatting, I'm squatting. I'm doing all these leg exercises. Well, a portion of the benefit from doing squats is not just your legs, but your core gets yeah, better as core. well. Yep. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, damn, I got some stripes on the side. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I'm, I'm getting cut up, but I'm yeah. not really focusing on my abs. Yeah. You know, and, like, I think that's kind of, um, like, a metaphor for... Being in love with the journey and as well as the goal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Because the goal is to have stronger legs, but it's like inadvertently I'm cutting up my core, you know yeah. what I'm saying? My stamina's way up. Yeah. It's like all these other benefits from it. Yeah. So I wonder like, is it possible to 
to be able to be cognizant of these other things right of the journey while i'm still focused on the goal and like if i use my body because it's like physical yeah i'm able to see that i can so like if i'm squatting now i'm focusing on my core i'm making sure my core is tight because i know it's getting trained yeah so i'm like let me amp it up a little bit yeah right like so like i'm trying to do a real estate deal can you do that in business with your mind yeah can i do that in business with my mind with okay this is my goal yeah but like there's other benefits that i'm getting from this you know what i mean i'm telling you bro like i'm I'm just now getting to this point where it's like, okay, wow, I can really love the journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you recognize it. Because I recognize it. Yeah. And I recognize that it has value. It's not yeah. just like, oh, love the journey, love the journey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I see the the value myself. Yeah. For instance. The team, the, yeah. the experience. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I had a meeting. So, like, I on this last deal I was working at, I've worked four deals this year five deals this year that this is my fifth one so four deals before this deal mm-hmm. none of them materialized to actually doing a deal yeah but like you said i've built an amazing team and yeah. like i got all these resources all right so on my fifth deal when i was telling you about seven yeah the agent that i was talking to the broker she's like yeah you know she's on the board of all this stuff so i'm engaging her i'm talking about you know okay you know what are they voting on and like what is, what does that entail you know and she's like this down here i say like, man the reason i don't want to go for this deal is because there's no comps you know what I'm saying? There's no comps. It's like I'm in uncharted territory. She said, well, you know what? Now that you say that, Ronald, there's a comp that would be coming. It's not market rate apartments, but it's condominiums. And she said, um, uh, um, she said that, uh, I'm trying to think, did she say his name? I don't think she said, yeah, she said, is doing it. And I was like, I don't know who that is. She was like, well, so I was like. I don't know who that is I don't, either. I don't know who that is either. Right. She's like, okay, well, do you know the site? Because it's right around the corner. It's one block away from the site that you're trying to buy. Yeah. She described it to me, and I didn't want to say no a third time. Yeah. You know, so I was just like, yeah, I know I know that site. Yeah. She's like, yeah, okay. But she kind of tell I didn't know. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to send you the flyer, but he's planning on doing condominiums there. Yeah. You know, I was like, so if, when those are built, that would be a comp for your apartment building. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. So you sent me the flyer. And I was like, oh, I seen it. I was like, I, I had this flyer already. Yeah. I already betted this property. But when I was looking at it, I was looking at spending like four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and they wanted one point three million for the for the property. Mm-hmm. Then it wasn't the assemblage. So since then, they assembled the whole block, and it's like two point four million. And Rock came and bought it. So she dropped. He dropped. She dropped his name. I jotted it down. Yeah. After I got off the call, I went and looked him up. Some fucking black developer. You know what I'm saying? In Atlanta, I'm like, oh what? I'm like, what? And then October 1st, he just hired for his CFO. He brought on a brother who um, got a master's in real estate finance from Wharton. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking about, which is the number one school for For business and and for for real estate business, for sure. For real estate finance in the world. Donald Trump graduated. Yeah, correct. As well as, like, all the market movies in the the whole world. Real estate finance, you go to to Wharton. Yeah. Finance, period. Like, if you go to Wharton, then you can go anywhere in the world. Yeah. Right? And so, he got him on his team running as a CFO. I'm trying to find an accountant from Wharton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be ridiculous. I'm trying to do Donald Trump. Donald Trump is doing his thing. Right, right. <laughs> like, like yeah. hey, nothing in America, like nothing yeah. invested in America, like mm-hmm. all offshore, but we we building up America. At the yeah, same time. And, that, like, and I mean that's the formula that they use for such a long time. <laughs> yeah, you know and, what I mean? and we're just now. You know what's funny is, bro, like, and I don't mean to detract from your story, mm-hmm, but like, mm-hmm. a lot of black people still don't know that's what's taking place. Like, like yo, like don't, they're an outrage that Donald Trump paid seven hundred fifty dollars on his taxes. Yeah, but you don't recognize that, hey, bro, like. We need to do the same thing. Yeah, that's like, a win for us. Yeah, like, like like this is the blueprint. Like yeah, exactly. Hey, build up your community, but you doing this with with offshore money, right? Yes. And you're doing this with 
with uh, capital investment so that you don't get taxed like for sure a multimillionaire, right? For sure, because making the money is one thing, but then paying the taxes on it is, <laughs> yeah. is completely another thing. I mean, capital gains tax is ridiculous. Man, I had, um, uh, so a good friend, my, my friend Dalen Baker was on the podcast, and he um, he talked about his dad, and his dad was like blue-collar co- blue worker. He owns a landscaping business. Okay. Here and in he, Atlanta? Yeah, here in Atlanta, yep. Okay. Uh, Cobb County area, but he also okay. serves the whole metro Atlanta. Yeah, 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 you got to. Yeah, so he talks about... Um, you know, it's not about how much money you make, it's about how much you can keep. <laughs> and he told me that, like, Dalen told me that at, like, 15, 16 years old. And I'm like, yeah. for the life, like, ever since I've heard that quote, it's literally uh-huh. stuck with me. I'm that's, like, damn. That's a like, good one to stick with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And about how much money you make, mm-hmm. how much you can keep. No, a thousand percent, And that goes from man. taxes to savings to, mm-hmm. you know, your daily spending habits. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure, man. Because, like, one thing I realized is that people, like, seriously overspend yeah you know what i mean like i remember when i was in college i don't know what the the metrics are now but when i was in college we did a study we reviewed a study from harvard Mm -hmm. that they joined up with mit both of their business programs and they found out that 70 percent of the people in america don't have a thousand dollars this is in 2008 yeah no excuse me 2009 they don't have a thousand dollars bro right but if you go on instagram you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's lit. Everybody rich. Yeah, everybody rich. It's lit. <laughs> you know I mean? like, hey. Every everybody's rich, but that's just it's just simply not the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people get discouraged by that too, but it's it's not real. Yeah. I, I think um for me, man, like I'm one of those guys, like I don't I, I think I do spend a lot, but I think I also try to like uh like I'm more quality over quantity. I might buy like I told you earlier, bro, I got one pair of nice jeans and I wear yeah. these things every almost every day mm-hmm. like you know um, as you should yeah like yeah. and i just i just think that like you know i know that the value of these is going to like they're going to last long they're going to look mm-hmm. nice yeah i'm sure. gonna feel good about them mm-hmm. you know yeah um because that's important too like but you know it also halts me from buying more because i know i got one good quality or yeah. a couple good quality pair of jeans that i feel like are you know uh very important and i think for me i heard uh, a few years ago about or this finance guy told me about like the cost per, like how you just define value of something that you purchase, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could go out here and purchase a whole bunch of like, like really like cheap items, like like let's say a pair of shoes yeah. that are like twenty dollars. But those twenty dollars okay. shoes, you're gonna have to keep buying them because they keep like wearing out on the heel or something mm-hmm. like that, or they they rip when you For try sure. to go to the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Or you could go buy a pair of. I don't know, whatever is expensive, Balenciagas that are a thousand dollars, and you know you can keep these for 40, 50 years. You can take yeah. them back to the store to get clean, like yeah, for sure. all these different added benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and <laughs> mind you, I'm not going out here and buying Balenciagas, but the mm-hmm. idea is like, you know, the true value is in how often, how long you can use what you purchased, right? That's where absolutely, like, you know, you're spot on with that, yeah. right? And I think that now it's like this guy following Instagram. He um he goes out and he's like buying a mirror everything. He's yeah. a young cat, right? Yeah. And what happened was his um was adopted by a white family mm-hmm. who owned um a bunch of farmland in South Georgia. Mm-hmm. And when the grandfather died, he left his granddaughter all this money. And so they're just like spending it. You know what I mean? Like sixty thousand dollars for them and five of their homies to go to Mexico for a week. You know what I mean? A Miri, everything, yeah. Lambo truck, Jag truck, Hellcat, Hellcat. You know what I mean? Like, 
it all. He's just like a mirror this, a mirror that. All right. So I'm like, he showed his closet. He had like 40 pairs of a Mary jeans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then like, it's like bro, like a hundred pairs of shoes that cost at least a thousand dollars. Yeah. All right. So now let me go on the opposite side. Who's a doctor in Brooklyn, right? When I met him in person for the first time in 2016, mm -hmm. he had a pair of Balenciaga shoes mm -hmm. that he had gotten. And then I seen him again this year. He has those same pair of Balenciaga, of Balenciaga. Yeah. He's still wearing them. I'm talking about, you know, he fly. Yeah, you know what I mean? Fly, but he's, yeah. still, he's still rocking them. He had a pair of Louboutins. Yeah. The same ones. He's still rocking them. Right. And you they just look so classy and so clean. You know Because you're just like, oh, that's Balenciaga. And you like you said, that's like, the value is yeah, that, yo, yeah. I can wear this pair of shoes forevermore. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, people don't look at the purpose and... And they don't say, though, oh, those are old. Like, yeah, nah, yeah, like, like, oh, no, oh, those, those are... Those are four years ago. Yeah, no, those you know are... Like, that's not fly. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah no, bro, you you spent $30,000 on shoes. You know what I'm saying? I spent 1000 Yeah. Know, and we both got on Balenciagas right yeah. now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> you know, so the value that people perceive is, is really important. Yeah. You know, and that can go all the way down to what you do daily. Yeah, man. And I think it also stems back to yourself, your core, right? Like, mm -hmm. who you think you are and, like, who who you are, right? Yeah. A lot of it, like, where do you like, get your value yeah, from? Yeah, because it could be a lot, a lot... A lot of that stuff is based in insecurity, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's a lot based in, like... You know, a person buying forty pair of Mary jeans that cost ten thousand dollars a pair, like or a thousand dollars a pair, yeah, like, like, like two thousand dollars a pair of jeans, like, like, like bro. And you and you're trying to show people this because, like, mm -hmm. what, like, like, I know that success begets success, but at the same time, like, the people that you're trying to impress are not impressed by that. You know, like the people, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The people that you're not trying to impress are impressed. By. Very impressed. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, bro, right. bro, oh, bro, bro is lit. Like, he got. Bro, like, he spent two hundred thousand dollars on jeans. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What? Yeah. You know what I mean? And bro, bro like, I'd be like, man, like I said, I buy a nice pair of jeans mm -hmm. every year, one pair of jeans every year, and yeah. I, like, I think, um, for me, like, uh, I don't try to, I don't try to go out here and say like, hey, bro, like these are the type of jeans I'm wearing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if somebody asks me like, hey, what are those? I'll be like, mm -hmm. oh, this one I'm wearing. Mm -hmm. But if you see me this in this like in thirty Instagram pictures, yeah. you can be like, hey man, that's yeah, just, judge if you want. He, but he it told you, thing. he told you what he was doing. Like, yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah. And I mean, that's just a, a smart way to move, man. Yeah. And I think fundamentally we are who we are. Yeah. So like, if you want something different, yeah. then you got to change yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like if I'm fundamentally a fifty thousand dollar person with the choice to go to these three places. Then and I'm dreaming of being, you know, a, a centimillionaire yeah. with the choice to go to do anything. Yeah. Then that person who has fifty K yeah. and three choices cannot be the same person. Yeah. You know, there has to be some type of transition. It's not just, oh, I got more money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's not the that's not the change. Yeah, because there's always gonna be somebody who got more money than you. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Always. Even if you got more money, it's yeah. like I know a guy who has, who's a multimillionaire, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? But I got more money than you, you know what I mean? Well, let me see. He has tens of millions of dollars, yeah. right? But I have more money than he does because he spends tens of millions of dollars. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, I'm, I'm at the... At the at the outlet, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Like if I go out of town, I'm trying to find where where's the outlet at. Yeah, you know what same I mean? here, like, bro. I'm going. I'm you know stopping by there's, the Nike there's, outlet. There's a Nike yeah. outlet. I'm I'm there. You yeah. know what I mean. Like I'm not trying to, you know, pre-order this and yeah. and so on and so forth. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm not trying to pre-order this and you know pay re resale value for that. Yeah. You know, just so I can take a picture and post it up. Like, yeah. like I said, I'd rather that nobody knows. Yeah. That's interesting. Let's talk about um, 
Oh, let me get back to right? Yeah, yeah, please. So, all right, so so I found out that this is a black developer, right, mm -hmm. who's doing his thing. So I'm like, okay, let me look, let me look him up. Yeah. So I found out he just hired the CFO October 1st. And then his, um, he did a, a project in College Park, two projects. Mm -hmm. and he has one, another project that's under construction now in Chamblee. So one project he did the pad, very smart deal. He did another, I think he did 17 townhomes in College Park. Now when he came to College Park, he was the first person to bring a multi-million dollar deal there in 50 years. Wow. Right, emerging markets. Like yeah. that's where you can, you know what I'm saying, get really the biggest get the, swing, yeah. that's where you get the money from, Yeah. right? And so I'm like, okay, he wasn't afraid. He went out there and he did it. Now he's working on a deal right around the corner from the deal I'm trying to work in. I gotta talk to this guy, right? So I look him up, um, I got background software. Um, that I pay for, I subscribe. I think it's like it's like eighty dollars a month. Yeah, you know what I mean. But for any property I'm looking at, for any person I want to meet, I go in and I look them up. You know what I'm saying? I pull their background, I pull you know any civil files that they have against them. I pull yeah. all their phone numbers and their addresses. You know what I mean? Because I'm finna run into you. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? I'm so be at the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay, wow, it's crazy. We meet here. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I called his phone number, and he didn't answer. I left him a message, right? And so he called me back, and I answered him like, oh, it's him. I saved his number. I answered the phone. I said, good morning, Mr. How are you? He says, well, what do you want? <laughs> I said, well, I'm working on, I'll go right into it. I'm working on this deal, and I'd like to bring you on as a consultant to help me figure out the first three phases of it, right? Because there's like seven phases of, of the development deal. Well, I mean, there's more, or there can be fewer. Mm -hmm. But I got to sit down to seven. That's kind of like what the industry standard can be. So I'm like, yo, seven phases. Well, I said, I'm, I need your help on the first three phases. I'm not asking for it. I want to pay you for it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll bring you on as a consultant. He says, all right, well, um, you know, yada, yada, yada. We go back and forth. And then he says, well, I'm going to tell you right off the back after I gave him some details. He said, you're paying too much for your money. You know what I mean? He says, and maybe I can help you with that. I'm available at this time on this day. Can you be there? I'm like, absolutely, right? So I rearranged my whole schedule to meet him on Monday. Yeah. And so on Monday at... 8 a.m. Actually, no, he says, oh, this is on Sunday. I talked to him. I called yeah. him Sunday morning at 11. He called me back at 4 p.m., right? So he says, um, I says, well, I'll call you on Monday afternoon and check your availability for the weekend. I can meet up with you, you know, because really I'm not really prepared to where I want to be, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm trying to buy myself some more time. Yeah. He says, oh, okay, no, 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 no. Call me first thing Monday morning and we'll meet then. So I'm like, shit, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's almost Sunday evening and I got just, you know, 10 hours to put this shit together. Yeah. So I work all night. I'll call him Monday morning. He's like, all right, I got some availability at one o'clock. Meet me at my office, which is on Peachtree Street on 12th floor. I'm like, okay, I'll be there. So on two, no, yeah. So on, on Monday at 11 o'clock, he calls me back. He's like, oh, something came over on my properties. I can't meet you. Power move, right? Yeah. I'm like, all right, no problem. He's like, can you meet me tomorrow? I'm like, absolutely. <clears throat> so I rescheduled. I'm like, I got more time. That night, I went to sleep at... At before three ten, after three, like I remember looking at my phone, it was like three oh four. I was like, damn, I gotta go to the gym. I gotta get up at four fifteen to go to the gym, right? Because like, you can't. I talked to you that night too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. like, yo, I, so I'm like, okay, I go to sleep. I wake up at four. I'm like, I got this meeting at one, which is really important, right? I want to make a good impression on this guy. And he calls me after I come from the gym, and like I'm working with my little brother here at school. He's like, yo, I gotta reschedule. I'm like, okay, perfect. I'm like, thank you, God, because yeah. I'm tired. As fuck, you yeah. know what I mean. So we we rescheduled for the next day. Make a long story longer. I ended up meeting him yesterday. You mm. know what I'm saying? I get to the office. I want to be there 15 minutes early. Oh, yeah. one one thing he said when we were talking, he said that on the phone the first day he's like, "You you sound smart. I don't know if you are smart, 
but you sound smart. You know what I mean? Did you go to school? And I said, yeah, I went to school. He said, where? I told him. He's like, okay, all right. I went to Savannah State. Uh, Morehouse. Yeah. Right. So he's like, I went to Savannah State, yeah. but I guess I can make time for my house, uh, for, for Morehouse, brother. And I was yeah. like, all right, cool. So, boom. He reschedules. Tuesday, I'm like, I got to be on time. On time is at least 15 minutes early. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I go, and he's like in a tower right on Peachtree Street. So I got to park in the parking garage. I pull up to the parking garage. The guy's like, yeah, it's $30. You know what I'm saying? I give him 50. I'm like, can you park it for me? Because like, at the time, it's 107. Yeah. And I want to be there by 115. He's like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I threw another 20 on it. You know what I mean? He's like, all right, what time are you going to be back? It's like, going to take me 45 minutes. You know, because I know he busy. Um, you know, I know Mr. Mullis is busy, so maybe he won't talk to me that long. So yeah. I'll be back in 45 minutes. He's like, you sure? I'm like, I'm sure. He's like, all right, bet. So he take my keys. He parked me in a nice spot, and I run to the building. You know what I'm saying? I get into the elevator. I'm lost, you know, because it's like a food court downstairs. Yeah. I finally get to the elevator. I make it up to his floor. When I get off the elevator, bro, my phone started ringing. Ooh. Right? And I answer it. I'm like, yo, it's him. He's like, hey, I called you once, and I got the voicemail. You ain't trying to stand me up, are you? <laughs> I said, no, sir. I'm here right now. He says, oh, okay, good. I'm not. I'm running late, right? He says, I'll be there in 30 minutes. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? So it's cool because I'm sweating and shit anyway. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So I go in the hallway. It's like two really large. Um, one's a real estate law firm and one's a, um, a um, civil law firm on both sides. And he has his office in the middle, right? So I'm like, I see his office is locked. It's dark in there. I'm like, okay, cool. Because I was thinking it was going to be somebody sitting there like, hey, sit here. Yeah. So I'm sitting in the hallway waiting. I got my briefcase. I'm suited up. You yeah. know. And so this Asian lady comes out from one of the law offices. And I speak to her. She has her mask on. I got my mask on. I'm like, hey, you know, good afternoon. She didn't say nothing to me. No eye contact. But she went to the bathroom. I was like, oh, it's bathrooms up here. Because I'm all, first, I'm nervous. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've been nervous like for since two days. Sunday. Since Sunday. <laughs> yeah, since I talked to him. Yeah. Very nervous. Right, and so I'm like, okay, it's the bathroom, so I can dry the sweat off my face. Yeah, I can clean myself up, see how it looks. So I go to the bathroom, I freshen up, and everything like that. And he shows up. He said 30 minutes, but he showed up 12 minutes later. You know what I mean? And so he comes. I hear the elevator. I'm like, cool. I'm on point. He comes around the corner, bro. I like put on my best suit, best shirt, best tie, best yeah. shoes. You know what I'm saying? He got on a button-up shirt, top button open, mustard stains on one side. Chipotle stains on the other side, <laughs> some slacks and some and some beaters. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like, "How's it going?" <laughs> I'm yeah. like, "It's Ronald." You know, and I shake his hand. He's yeah. like, "All right, I'm, excuse me." So we go inside. And he's like, "Okay, you can wait in the conference room." So I go in the conference room. It's like this this big old table, bro. Like this, this, the width of this <laughs> fucking thing. It's all these chairs around. So I'm in there looking like, "Okay, should I try to make a power move and yeah. sit at the head?" Yeah. <laughs> and the table, <laughs> so I try to get some respect from. And so I went down there, I sat in the chair, I was like, nah, that's not it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to sit to the chair next to it, yeah. right? And so he comes in like 10 minutes later. Yeah. I'm sitting at the opposite end of the room. Oh, my like, God. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to come over here, yeah. right? And so he looks at me, and he grabs on top of the, ch the head table chair at the opposite side. And then he looks at me, and he shrugs his shoulder, and he walks around. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'll, I'll give you that little small victory. Yeah. So he walks around, and he sits directly across from me. You know what I mean? He says, all right, I asked you this on the phone. This is like the, the words he says to me. He says, I asked you this on the phone. Now I'm asking you face to face. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, shit, I jump right into it. Boom. I'm working on this deal. You know, this is the property. You know, I got my computer up and I got my iPad. I spin it around. I show it to him. He push it back. You know what I mean? He doesn't say I don't need to see it, but he's like, I don't need to see that. He's like, all right, tell me where's the value. Yeah, tell me where's the value in this. And so I ran down to him for like three minutes straight, right? And I'm sweating. I got a paper towel in my suit jacket pocket i'm like tapping my forehead you know what i mean so yeah. he's like all right when i finish he's like well why do you want to go to the west side 
start going to, you know, trying to contribute to my community. If we don't do it, somebody else is going to do it, but also the profit, right? I want to make money. I want to be a centimillionaire, so on yeah. and so forth, so I can create legacy for my unborn children and their unborn children, so on and so forth. So it's like, okay, but there's way better deals on the east side. You know what I mean? So explain to me why you're trying to take your investors' money and expose them to more risk than you have to because of what you want for your family. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, what about their families? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, damn, the sweat's pouring. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm dapping my forehead. And I'm just taking the questions, taking the questions, taking the questions. So eventually, man, he opens up to me. And he's like, you know what? One thing that's important to me is community, right? There's not a lot of brothers who are in the space trying to better the community for other brothers, right? And there's not a lot of brothers who are open to saying that, hey, I want to make money while doing it as well. It's yeah. like either or. Like either yeah. they're like, yo, I'm trying to get rich. Or either I'm trying to, just this is a non-profit, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I just want to give everything away. He was like, neither one of those really makes sense, right? He's like, you got to have a perfect mix. You got to have balance, you know what I mean? And so he went and he said, I got a book I want you to read. He went and got this book. He actually went to Harvard's School of Design, has this program. It's like an architecture program, but it's focused on real estate development. What's it called? It's um, Harvard, Harvard School of Design's Advanced Management Program with a specialty in real estate. Okay. Oh, right. What's the book called? I'm saying. Oh, the book is um, Real Estate Development Essentials. Hold on, let me see. I got it right here. Let me tell. I'm gonna tell you the exact, exact name. Professional Real Estate Development. Okay. Right. And so, um, he's like, this is where I got got my deals from. The whole time, like, I got his background. I know everything that he's done yeah. in his career. That's online. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm making points to that. Right. It speaks to being prepared. It's yeah. like if you're trying to pitch something to somebody. You gotta tie them into it. Yeah, you have to. You know, if you don't, then like you're just reaching for straws. Yeah, you know what I mean. So do your due diligence up front, and that's one of the things that he appreciated me. He's like, yo, you did your due diligence. You know what I mean. Real yeah. estate development, due diligence is everything. Yeah, right. So fast forward to the end of the conversation. He's like, I want to work with you. Right, you need a real estate developer on your first three deals. Then you need somebody who's experienced to give you that that quality. Now remember, I got an amazing team master. Yeah. Right. He he's shocked at how I have these people on my team, but I've never done a deal before. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, I don't know how you did it. You know what I mean? But I know these people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like these people are Quality top, you know, the top of the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's like, Who's your accountant? And I told him, He's like, No, 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 no. You're using my account. And he gives me his account cell phone number. And he's like, Who's your um your attorney? And I was like, Oh, this is my attorney. He's like, No, 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 no. You're using my attorney. You know what I'm saying? He gives me his, his real estate attorney's cell phone number. Yeah. And like both of these firms are. Like the best, you know. So I'm not talking about like in Atlanta. I'm like they pound for pound the best in the world. In the world, because yeah. they like the best in the U.S. You know what yes. I mean? He like, you know, here's my contact person there. He said, until you have a formidable deal, you better not use either one of those numbers. Mm. You know what I mean? And I said, well, absolutely. That goes that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He said, well, let your let me see your business plan, which I was trying to show him. Mm-hmm. Right, where I spent <laughs> twelve hours working on. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I put it all together. So he flips through. He flips through. He flips through it. He's like, on a scale of one to 10, this is a three. I'm gonna show you what you need. And he goes and he grabs his business plans for his completed deals. Like, well, I mean, one's under construction, two's completed. Yeah. And he brings all three business plans. They're all like 45 pages long, right? How long was yours? Yeah. Mine was like 12 pages. Okay. Right? Like, but I haven't gotten to do the deal yet. This is all like preliminary stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. right? So he comes and he drops them right in front of me, boom. You know, so I'm like, oh, shit, I start dissecting them. You know what I mean? So I'm going through it 
and I'm trying to interpret something so I can give them some feedback. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, let me see what the leverage RR and IRR is. This like, what's your equity multiplier? You know what I'm saying? This and that. And he's like, okay, okay, yeah, flip the page. This, you know what I mean? So I flip the page and I'll see it. I'm like, oh, okay, and I can understand it, right? And so he's like, all right, well, now that I know you understand what you're looking at. I can help you. You know what I mean? So he extended the hand to help. Now, on this deal that I was working on, which I wanted to bring him on as a consultant. He said, this is what I think you should do. Because I was trying to syndicate the whole thing. He said, have your investors buy the land cash, right? 2.59. Have your investors buy the land cash, and then I'll help you syndicate the construction money. And I'll get you, I'll take you to the bank where you can get it at 4%. My bank is 9.75%. Yeah. Right? That's five and three quarters percent difference. Yeah. Like, it's millions of dollars. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Interest, right? So he's like... And, and this is how you make this deal work, right? And I said, okay, if I said, I said okay, so I'm gonna take this to my partners and if they don't wanna put the cash up for this, I say, hey, we don't wanna do that this way for this deal. And I say, okay, is it this way or no way? And they say, okay, yeah, it's no way. I said, all right, I'll find another deal, right? But this is the business model that we go for, right? So I gained something. I know now that the syndication is only for portion of it, not for the whole thing. Another key point that he pointed out was that the lower the leverage, right, The the higher, I mean, the lower the leverage, the lower the interest, right? So here I am taking 65 LTV, right? The construction loan, I put up 35%, they yeah. give me 65%. Mm-hmm. He's like, like, that's stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to put up 60% and get 40% from the bank and get a 3.2 interest rate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now, instead of making $20,000 per month, you're making 61. Because you put up the most, the yeah. Because front. yeah, because my monthly payments have yeah. decreased. You switched the the leverage exactly, yeah. right? And so then when I restructure after the asset is stabilized, then everybody gets their money back, and I'm not underwater. Yeah, you know what I mean. So so, but let me ask you this: like uh, around the leverage, mm-hmm. how feasible is it for you as a as a investor to mm-hmm. to really flip the leverage like is that something that's very common or is that something that's yeah, like experienced developers are doing yeah for sure it's experienced developers yeah. so like the rule of thumb is that I, i'd imagine that that would be a challenge like for you know a person who is you know trying to to complete their deals and not even trying absolutely. to but somebody who's like experienced in deals but just well if you're experienced in deals then you flipping have the leverage is just challenging in general well yeah it's challenging if you don't have the connections, right? If you don't have the resources. Yeah. So he pointed out two flaws in my business model. Okay. One, I'm not connected in the developer society within the developer community within Atlanta. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know anybody, right? The second thing is I'm not tied in with the banks, right? So I'm getting hard money. So yeah. they're telling me 9.75, you put up 35%, you guarantee got it. Yeah. But he's like, that's not a good deal. Like you feel like that was a win. That may have been a win for everybody that you know, but as far as true feasibility, feasibility for profit that's a failure we don't we don't work with hard money yeah we don't work with hard money at all it's no way you can win with hard money so so are they all work working on just pure personal capital no they're working on traditional like conventional more conventional money like big traditional banks right like jp morgan chase yeah yeah chase you know what i'm saying pnc bank of america was far so like developers like you know peoples and all of them are working with like just a traditional model correct or they're working with smaller community banks Right, but the point is, it's not what bank you're working with, it's the amount of leverage that you pitch to them. Right, so if you're pitching, yo, I need 65% from you, then of course the interest rate's gonna be higher. But if you say, yo, I only need 25%, I only need 30%, right? 
then it's inverted. You okay. know what I mean? And I, I never even thought, even about, thought that. about that. You so know let I mean? me ask you, like, are they pitching multiple banks or are they saying like, hey, like, because I would imagine you could say, hey, I need 20 from you, 20 from you, 20 from you. That gives me my 60%. Or how, how are they? No, no. So it's one single bank. Right. It's one single bank. Damn. That's, that just makes it just, I just see that as a huge, like, like you got to well, really I mean, not really, because you look at it from the bank's perspective, it's like my investment into you is dependent upon four other people giving you 20%. Yeah. So that doesn't really make sense from their perspective. Well, not even that. Not even if you if you pitch in multiple banks. I'm saying, like, just a, a pure strategy of, like, hey, you give me, like, I only need 35% from you. Yeah. I'm going to put up 65%. Yeah. From my side. I'm thinking about my side, me putting up the 65%. Yeah, that's it's, that's where I'm like, huge. hey, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. We got to know that this thing's gonna work, or, or absolutely, or, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's one. I'm gonna be that homeless guy on, on the street reading yeah, books. reading books. You know what I mean? For the next ten years, you're right. You know, right. I can try again, but that's what he said. He's like, when you're syndicating, the syndication is based. Who you get to buy into the syndication is based off of the risk profile. Okay, risk you know, profile. yeah, yeah credibility but that all goes into the risk so like if you're not that credible then the higher the risk the more yeah. credible you are the lower the risk mm-hmm. right so the risk profile determines you know who's going to give you that money mm-hmm. you know what i mean so the lower the risk the better for the investor mm-hmm. you know another thing he said is that a lot of people not just in our community but in the business world um period it's like they don't want to share the risk you know what i mean and that's another way i never looked at it it's inverted right i always look at it as like yo you know i don't want to share the profit you know what i mean but in order to get the profit, I got to take the risk. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he helped me understand that there's a preliminary step. You know what I mean? Like, I'm looking, I was looking at deals the like. Deal. The value, profit. Like, yeah, like the profit. But it's you know about what I mean? the risk. It's about well, how do you get to the profit? You take a risk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you succeed at the risk, then you get the profit. So are you sharing the profit or are you sharing the risk? You know what I mean? And so these guys, they look at it as sharing risk. Yeah. But me before this conversation I was looking at this as sharing profit. profit. You know what I mean? It's like, hey bro, this is how much we're gonna we're gonna make. Right? Let's say like I wanna get the Frenchie. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna spend fifty K on the Frenchie and when we have a litter, it's gonna be you know what I'm saying, we splitting two hundred K. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's my pitch. You know yeah. what I'm saying? My pitch is not splitting what you can lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I got fifty K, let's go win, we both can lose twenty five K. Yeah. You that's know what it. I mean? Then we only gonna lose twenty five. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like okay, I, I'll take this risk to lose twenty five for the hope of making this profit. You know, for the opportunity of making this profit, and it just really, it really changed my mode of thinking. Yeah. You know, completely. That's really flipping my mind. You know, because that's definitely a, a different way of thinking. Yeah, for sure, and it seems it seems fundamental man but <laughs> i'm telling you it's like, definitely not because we all think about the money yeah we, like, we just talked about the, about the value yeah. and, like you know the values on the impact the values on yeah, the money but yeah, the value sure. is really in the risk for sure how valuable is the risk yeah you know what i mean and like when you think risk like that, to reward everybody talks about that, that but you know it's hard to conceptualize that exactly real time you know a thousand percent bro yeah. like i said i'm just i'm just not getting it you yeah. know what i mean and so so he helped me he helped me see that another thing he said is that there's no square pegs for square holes right so if okay. there's a square peg it can fit perfectly into a square hole okay right that that doesn't exist you know what i mean and yeah. so if you're out here looking for that then you're never going to find it you know what i'm saying and then you'll be chasing that trying to get it and then either you'll realize that your peg's not square you know I mean? that your peg's square yeah. and your hole circular or yeah. vice versa you know what i mean because it doesn't exist so if, when you understand that, then you know that, hey, this isn't a perfect situation. 
so you can stop looking for it. And that was able to, I, I, a weight was lifted off my shoulders. I'm like, I gotta find a perfect deal, I gotta find a perfect deal, you know what I'm saying, with the, the minimum amount of risk. He's like, it's not about minimizing risk, it's about managing risk. Yeah. Minimizing risk is a part of managing risk, yeah. you know what I mean? But if you're just trying to minimize it, then you're missing all the other portions of, of the risk. You know what I mean? Like, what happens if it's maximized? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, be, like what we talked about earlier, the singular focus. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, I took those two things uh, amongst a bunch of other stuff. But, like, we was able to shake hands. And he's like, I'll work with you on your first three deals. You know, you structure this deal the proper way. I say, hey, if I can't structure, if they won't structure it this way, then I walk away from it and I go to the next deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And never after maybe not completing the deal have I ever felt so much progress yeah you know what i mean and it helped me see that from the first deal i got this you know i got my architect i got this from the second deal i got the gc and the, and the attorney yeah. from the third deal i got this and that you know what i'm saying i got the broker and this that, and the other from the fourth deal you know what i'm saying it's like the I whole time i'm thinking i'm failing yeah you know what i mean but each time i'm progressing and it's the journey and yeah. like i really i was able to see that it's the journey that is really the value you know what i mean if I focus on the journey and I can maximize, like I'm doing squats, like I focus on my abs, and I'm gonna get legs and abs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like as opposed to just of just going for one. You yeah, know? And, I, and this is why I say like you are one of the most influential, most inspirational people in my life because you yeah, I don't feel the same way about yeah, you. Man. No, man, I just <laughs> I just feel like, bro, like your path to success is just unbelievable, bro. All right, so for the sake of time, I'm going to cut the interview with Ronald Sanders the second short. However, if you want to hear more from our conversation, follow me on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, at Chance Mac, and I'll be posting clips from the conversation there. Talk soon. Take chances.